Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Boulevard just off 430. the Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number three at Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. Rick, this is from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. Um, how does the special teams look? I don't know that we've heard that much. No. About the special teams. No, we just know Arkansas has got one of its best kickers ever in Cam Little. Uh, really odd to say that, and look at his percentage. He's been over 80% in each of his first two years, one of the highest percentages ever at Arkansas. His goal is to make 90% this year, and yet the kick we remember is the one that hit the upright yeah. at A&M when Arkansas was down by two, and if he makes that kick, Arkansas leads with, what, less than a minute to go in the game. So, uh, you know, but the guy is really, really a good kicker. He's also become a good kickoff man. I'm sure may, there may be some competition there. Not sure, but he's a good kickoff man. And <clears throat> although what we're hearing is that it's not just kicking it in the end zone every time. Sometimes it's kicking it high and trying to get mm-hmm. the ball inside the 25-yard line. Now, there, there still is the rule in effect that you can fair catch a kick. Uh, but if you kick it on the ground and get it inside, then you know then you got a chance if you've got great speed on your kickoff uh, coverage team. You've got to believe with the speed that they've imported uh, through the transfer portal and through their freshman uh, incoming freshman group that they ought to be pretty good at kickoff coverage and punt coverage because so many of those guys get used there. And the way you use the redshirt rule now is, let's say you've got um, ten guys that are freshmen, and you, you just rotate and say three of them are on the kick coverage for three games, three of them for another three games, three of them for another three games, and so none of them play more than four games. So if you get to the bowl game and you've got somebody hurt uh, at a position, you can play one of those freshmen, and it doesn't count against them. Although the NCAA, give them credit. We don't give them credit very often on this show. uh, But last year, Ty Washington, uh, because of uh, defections that tied in, played in the bowl game, and that was actually his fifth game, but they gave him a waiver, so he's still a redshirt freshman this year. So that that's just kind of the way the thinking goes in. Now, punting, we saw a guy that came in from Australia that had a great leg, but was very inconsistent last year. So the very. question is, now that he's adjusted to life in America, college campus, uh, maybe there's a little less pressure because he's done, because he's, he's punted, uh, you've got to hope that he's going to be more effective this year. Because that net punting is a big deal. You know, we talk about how important it is to kick off in the end zone, make the other team start at the 25 or just or inside the 25, and that is a very, very important thing. But <clears throat> punting can be a, a real difference maker. Say if the other team uh, averages six or eight more yards per punt, net punt, than you do, that's that a adds up. Field position disadvantage. Yeah. yeah, that adds up in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got to be. Well, how many times have we said that statement? It's got to be better. It's got to be better. I mean, that's just it. It's got to be better. And uh, long snappers back. So yeah, that, that's Eli Stein. He's doing. He's doing well. Yeah, and I think they have another one on campus too. Long snapper. The uh, the holders knew, but that that's okay, right? Isn't that right? The they punter, Max, uh, I've gone brain dead on his last did, name, did, Max. Did he, did he's he going to be the holder. Okay. Because if you remember, the holder got hurt. Yeah. And uh, they had to substitute 
the last couple of games. Right, so, including the bowl game. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, we'll see. But never met, but never messed that up either. So that's good. No, no. Uh, let's see. Also, okay, read that one. And let's see. Okay. Okay. Uh, this from uh, 870. Please, again, put your name in there. You don't mind. Uh, from the 870, one thing for Arkansas that may be difficult against Mississippi State. Arkansas plays Alabama before coming home to play Mississippi right. State. True. Mississippi State has a bye week. And before that, a game against Western Michigan. So once again, there, there's another there's another <laughs> disadvantage to the uh, uh, schedule. You know, we hadn't, you, know, you look at the schedule and you say, okay, four games in a row, and then you finally get home. You don't know that Mississippi State has an open date before that, and you're right, Arkansas is playing Alabama. So, wow. Well, and, and, and Trey was talking about this, the game with, with Ole Miss. If I remember two years ago, K.J. Jefferson had a humongous game against Ole Miss. Now, the, the, the two-point conversion pass was knocked down in the end zone. Right. And uh, Ole Miss escaped with a victory. Right. But I, I don't think K.J. will need any motivation going back to play. No, I don't think so either. But but now we're talking about Mississippi State the week after That's true. Alabama, and we hadn't thought much about that because so many times you play Alabama and they beat you up a little bit, right? And so you you don't want anybody to get hurt in that game um, and come back and play Mississippi State because that that's the other thing about that four game stretch. You can say, okay, you know, what if you win two games? That's great. What if you lose four starters in those four games? And and now your depth is truly tested, uh, and you get to the games that are winnable, you want to have your best players available for those games. Yeah, you... By going into the season, the team believes every game is winnable. Oh, sure. So you can't say, well, you know, what if you don't play? What if a guy's just a little bit hurt but not bad? How about if you just don't play him in this game? You, you can't take you can't take that thought process. Well, same thing. You can look at it the same way, uh, to a degree. Uh, you go into Arlington thinking, all right, Texas A and M. Who'd you play the week before, though? An equally LSU. physical and difficult opponent is Alabama and LSU. Right. And you played them in Baton Rouge. Right. So, I mean, it, it, you can look at this schedule so many different ways and say, hmm, gosh, we've got to play Florida. But then the next week, uh, we get Auburn at home. Really? Okay. So, the ones that you kind of circle as, okay, these could be toss-up games, uh, whether it be A&M, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Florida, Auburn. Who do you play before them? And then, who do you play after them? I Maybe mean, playing someone after them is just as much as who you who you played before. So, you can look at it a lot of different ways. But yeah, I, I don't think you ever take Mississippi State lightly. It's it's always a very competitive game. Hard hard to remember many blowouts in that particular series with Mississippi State. Right. Uh, let's see, from the 501, that afternoon sun cooked Trey's brain when he says, at least eight wins. I don't think it cooked his brain, but uh, he was pretty fired up today. I will say that. He was. That's right. I thought he was a little, had a little bit more energy than, you know. Maybe he feels the end of the uh, fall yeah, I camp. Think so. Yeah, See in the fall camp, everybody's excited. He's excited, <clears throat> and and let's give him credit. He he's talked to these guys every day. We haven't done that. So uh, now, do coaches tend to be pretty optimistic? Yes, they do tend to be optimistic in the preseason, as opposed to many years ago, when <clears throat> that was against the coaching rules to be optimistic in uh, in the preseason. You had to talk about how many problems you had. 
how difficult it was going to be. <clears throat> you know, Bear Bryant, one of the greatest coaches of all time, when in, in the preseason, you'd have thought they'd be lucky to make a first down against Louisiana Tech. And he, he'd be, and of course, he'd mumble everything he'd say. It'd be about like this. And, and, and <laughs> he, he would give some of the most pessimistic outlooks. And then they go undefeated or they'd lose one game. You know, that's so. But that used to be the standard. Well, that's not the standard anymore. Standard now is you got to be optimistic. Why? Because you got to sell tickets. You, you cannot, you cannot come out in the preseason press conference and say, "Whew, man, we did the transfer portal, incoming class. We did everything we possibly could, and we're just not very good." You, you can't do that. So you're uh, saying Lou Holtz? Lou Holtz would not be good today selling tickets. Well. Maybe with his humor he would be, but but there again, Holtz came from the Bear Bryant era, yeah, right? Yeah, where you, where you had to downplay yourself a little bit and uh, talk about your problems a little bit more. But just think about it: was it last year that Vanderbilt's coach is talking about how they want to replace? The yeah, they're going to win the world the league. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to take over the world. Overboard, but they did. They won five games last year. Yeah, they did shock the world. That so regard. who would have expected that? Well, I don't know if they shocked the world. I, I don't know if anybody in Burma cared. <laughs> you never know. They're down under in Australia. Who knows? That's such hey. a horror. Can you imagine that? A guy comes on after a win. We shocked the world, really? <laughs> yeah. All those Chinese, they, they couldn't wait to hear the score of this game, right? All right. This is from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line i know who this is they didn't put their name on here but i know who this is canaan has declared trey biddy one of the smartest people on earth Mm. and agrees totally with him cj was loving that positive report mr b (laughs) (laughs) i think i know who that is okay um this from the 501. No, John. Thank you, John. John says, I was curious about the status of the defensive back, McLaughlin. Haven't read or heard his name lately. And the Dimzag did not list them as returning starter being injured. That from John. Yeah, he's a starter. He's going to be a starter. Just think about Arkansas secondary. <clears throat> okay, so everybody wonders about, you know, the guy that makes three interceptions against against Ole Miss, but nobody can tell whether he's any good or not. Okay, do you know that he is probably the only guy in those five positions that started his career at Arkansas that's going to start? There's probably going to be two starters from Baylor's secondary last year, one at safety, one at nickel. There's going to be a starter at cornerback who was at Georgia last year. And there's going to be a starter at cornerback that two years ago was at LSU. So you think the transfer portal hadn't upgraded Arkansas's talent? Last week, last year you're thinking about you know guys that had to play as second teamers. Now you look at the starters, there's only one that began his career at Arkansas out of five positions. But you feel pretty good about those four guys, don't you? Yeah. You know... Here's the thing, Rick. This is where you wish you could do like the NFL. And you could have a couple of exhibition games where you're not practicing or you're not playing or you're not scrimmaging against your own teammates. You're scrimmaging playing against someone else. Now, that's not going to happen, ever happen. You could do it in the spring. Yeah, but it's not this year's team. It, it, it well, may not. There's a lot of them that are this year's team. Yeah, but there's. I mean, still, you've. A lot of the newcomers are here. They added on several, even in May. So I mean, yeah. it was. It okay. was. But I'm just saying that to me would be the the ideal situation. I mean, that's what I was watching that game last night, and Eagles and Browns, and they were out there banging heads and this, that, and the other. Okay, Hurts, he's on the sidelines. He's in street clothes. Deshaun Watson on the other sideline. He's in street clothes. Well, you don't know what their offense is going to look like without. And the second teamers were basically playing, starting for both teams. And by the time they got to the fourth quarter, they were really throwing people out there. But 
they were they were going up against somebody different. They were going up against somebody other than their own teammates. And at least you got an idea of of whether or not that second teamer or that third or whatever he may be could compete at the National Football League level. And I'd I'd hear the, the announcers every once in a while say, "Yeah, he's showing he can play at the NFL level." Well, that's what those are all about. You just kind of wish we could see the same thing. How good is Nudie at the at the McLaughlin? We found out last year he had, what, he's four good. or five interceptions? Yeah. So I think he's proven. And then the, at the other corner, that's where I think Al Walk, uh, Walcott. Yeah, I think he's. Who came in from Georgia. I think yeah. he's going to be equally no, as good. he came from Baylor. Baylor, He came okay. from Baylor, and he's at safety. And you know what? I, I think just. And look at the way, look at his attitude. It's Singletary, who I meant to. Singletary, oh yeah, he's the one that came from Georgia. Cornerback, that's great. And, you know, take all of them from Georgia you can get. So he's good, but I like Swalcott guy. He talks like a leader. Now, hopefully he'll make plays. Well, he was Baylor's second leading tackler last year. I Again, we're never going to be privy, probably, to all the details about what brought these guys here. Uh, you can ask them and... You know, but will we ever know what the first contact was? Will we ever know uh, what they were thinking? Uh, you know, that they could have had their choice of SEC schools. I don't know if they could have or not. Uh, why did they leave Baylor? Could NIL play the factor? I don't know. But these two guys from Baylor are good players. Mm-hmm. And Wallstead comes in here talking like, you know, he's a leader. He says, I want to help these younger guys. And he does have the credentials that indicate he's good. He made 86 tackles last year. So that's that says here's a guy that has done it at the highest level. And so I you got to like that. And there, there's you're looking at the secondary and there are guys like that in the secondary. That's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Last year after Fortson got hurt, you're thinking, uh-oh. There was a lot of uh-ohs last year. David. Nope. Never mind. Sorry about that. David, uh-oh. Let's talk to John. John, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, Randy. Good evening. Good evening. Hey, uh, quick question. Uh, uh, this is to both you guys now. I, I, Randy, I've been listening to you so long. I, I've lost track of how long you've been on the air. How, how, Rick, how long have you been on the show now? And, Randy, how, how long have you been on the airwaves in Central Arkansas? Okay, it's a, a little over. Uh, it's between twenty. I've done it for twenty-one years plus. As I'm in my twenty-second year working with Randy. I am in my thirty-third year, really thirty-fourth yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's I remember a long the time, first. Isn't it? Yeah, the last time I can, as far as back as I can remember, a call to you, Randy, would have been, I think, the '95 season, and I would have been like. Yeah. <laughs> Well, John, John, the the comforting thing about 1995, I think I still had hair. Well, hey, Randy, <laughs> the amazing thing about Randy is he started at 14. So, you know, that, that's just astonishing that he could start that young yeah. and still be doing it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, weren't you on an AM at some point, Randy? We were AM 1010, and I actually started my so-called broadcast career back in 1980. One, and that was a little station in Cabot, K B O T, thirteen fifty a.m. Those are probably some fun times. <laughs> well, you know it's funny because uh, I, I, I'll try not to bore you with this story, so I'll say it quickly. A friend of mine started uh, kind of a little bit talk show Saturday mornings, nine o'clock, and after one week, he handed me the keys to the to the program. So one week I thought I'd, I'll just have you know a Cabot Panther talk, and uh, I think my mother didn't even call, and it was only <laughs> my mother listening. So I turned it into an interview show, and I had the time of my life because the very first interview I did was with Paul Eels, and uh, wow. I, I even got uh, U.S. Reed on after he hit the shot against Louisville. Uh, it was a couple of weeks after after he made the shot, but I got him on got him on the program. But it was all interviews. I had a ball. So anyway, that's amazing. Well, hey, I want to I wanted to switch gears with you guys if that's all right. I I wanted to, I've been meaning to call you guys for months and months now, and I finally got figured this is the time to do it right before football season starts, and there's no room for other talk. Um, 
circling all the way back to the basketball season, we played San Diego State Maui, and I saw a mm-hmm. stat then that, that was crazy. They ended up making it to the national championship game, yeah. and I know with Rick and Crick, and I think Kareem Reed and then Mayberry are the all-time assist leader for Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, do you know who the all-time assist leader for San Diego State is? No. Tony Gwynn. What? You know, I, I forgot about, about that. that. I almost answered that because he was a basketball, baseball star at San Diego State. I, I almost said Tony Gwynn. But I, I, I would have been taking a while. Isn't that amazing? That is crazy. Can I give you three quick crazy stats on Tony Gwynn, Randy? Sure. So I saw I, I, I did a, I saw some things that came up when I saw that. So I researched a little bit further, and it said... And 370 at fast against Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, John Smoltz, Pedro Martinez, and Kurt Schilling. 370 at bats. He struck out five times. That's amazing. He didn't um, strike out many times against anybody. You know, <laughs> well, that, that's another set I'll give you. It's statistically, Tony Gwynn was more likely to have a four hit game than he was to strike out more than once. Wow. I mean, how many guys have a four-hit game in their career? Much less well, do it more often than you strike out. Uh, not as many as Tony Gwynn. There, there's some guys that have them, but they're they're rare. Yeah. And Tony- the last stat for you guys is so he had a 20-year career in the last six years of his career, 95 to 2001. His last six years, he batted 350. Yeah. Wow. And Tony Gwynn. I mean, the, the twilight of your career, you're batting 350? Yeah. The guy played his entire <laughs> career. John, thank you, my friend. Good to hear yeah, from you. You bet. We'll, Take we'll care, follow, guys. We'll follow up with that when we get back. All right, Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Drop Time Sports will continue. Tune in to 1037 The Buds. It's Justin Acre and Wes Moore broadcast live from each meeting of the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Brought to you by Arkansas Urology. Justin and Wes will broadcast live from the Doubletree downtown, bringing you interviews with each speaker and their comments to the club live. Tuesday, the Little Rock Touchdown Club welcomes head coach Sam Pittman. That's The Zone live at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Brought to you by Arkansas Urology. Get in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore every day from 10 to 1. Live from the Oakwan Racing Casino Resort Studios on 103.7 The Buzz. Hi folks, it's Chris Zender here at Frank Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in Sherwood. It's August and the deals are hotter than ever at Fletcher Dodge in Sherwood. We have $10,000 discounts on all 23 Ram Limiteds, Rebels, and Longhorns. But that's not all. Get up to $4,000 off new Grand Cherokees plus 2.9% financing for 72 months. And we have employee pricing on new Jeep Gladiator Sport combined with 1.9% financing plus no payments for 90 days. If you ever wanted a Gladiator, now is the time. Come see us today for the deal of a lifetime on new Dodge Chrysler Jeep or Ram. Just tell us what you're looking for and we'll make you a deal. Folks, we need your trade-in so we're paying way over book value for trades. At Fletcher Dodge, you always get the best price, the lowest finance rate, and more for your trade. We also promise you a hassle-free buying experience, so come see us and give us a chance to earn your business. Shop Fletcher Dodge and Sherwood before you buy anywhere else. Come see us in person at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood or shop online at FletcherDeals.com. From the same ownership that brought you Whitehall Fresh Market, now comes Prime Fresh Market in Sheridan. Still that same authentic meat market with the best selection of quality meats as well as one-on-one personal service. Prime Fresh Market, located on the Sheridan Bypass, is Grant County's newest home for a huge variety of seafood. Fresh cooked-to-go dishes, salad bar options, deli sandwiches, seafood boils, and the best quality meat selections around. All this along, of course, with a legendary lunch buffet. It can be found in Sheridan at Prime Fresh Market. Look them up on Facebook today. Greenway is your local source for John Deere equipment and implements. Now, we've made finding the perfect piece of equipment even easier. Shop our tractor packages online at gogreenway.com. Till deeper with our down-to-earth package. Or save big with our Green Saber package. Need something with a little more muscle? Kick it up a notch with Greenway's Get In Gear package. We're here to support the DIYer in you. No matter what project comes your way, Greenway has you covered. Okay, next time you're at the store, 
I dare you to not think about the unmistakable fresh, clean scent of Irish Spring. Yeah, you heard me. I want you to resist picturing a shower filled with those sensational Irish Spring suds. And if you succeed, well, you got what my gramps used to call resolutitude. Not a real word. But let's be honest, you're probably going to end up leaving with Irish Spring. Because of its irresistible scent, and because you have zero resolutitude. Pick up Irish Spring today. O'Reilly Auto Parts' new Brake Nest Select Pro brand raises the bar for the best aftermarket domestic brake pads and rotors available. For vehicle-specific friction formulations, quiet tech noise-canceling shims, and stainless steel hardware, choose Brake Nest Select Pro. Professional-grade brakes from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Drive Time Sports, tapped with refreshing sports opinion on the Buzz Radio Network. Well, less than a week, we will be at Robert Irwin Jewelers. That is in the Pleasant Ridge Town Center near Fresh Market in West Little Rock. Come join us that day. We'll talk more about it next week, but there's a lot of neat things that by just simply stopping by, you'll have a great opportunity to uh, benefit from. And don't forget also, when you think of engagement rings, wedding bands, diamonds, think of Robert Irwin Jewelers. Now, ring design is the number one thing women care about and why all of Robert Irwin Jewelers rings are fully customizable. And if you have an idea or a picture of a ring style that you love, Robert Irwin Jewelers can make it come to life by designing a one-of-a-kind custom ring just for you. And if you just want to make it yourself, all by yourself, you get to pick the center stone, the cut, the clarity, the shape, the size. You can pick the setting. Now, don't worry. If you need help, they're right there standing by. And Robert Irwin Jewelers will make that ring for your special someone that no one else has even ever tried on. It was designed totally by you for them. That is the Robert Irwin Jewelers, located in the McCain Mall. And the grand opening ongoing at the new location in the Pleasant Ridge Town Center near the Fresh Market. Love to see you next Thursday at the Robert Irwin Jewelers grand opening. All right, Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Rick, before you talk about Tony Gwynn, let's talk to Angelo. Angelo, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, uh, I wanted to ask Rick, I thought I watched the Little League World Series this summer. What's going on now? What's going on now? Well, you may have watched the regionals. Yeah, they're playing, they're actually playing the And now they're actually in the World Series. Yeah, Yeah. right. Yeah. They're they're actually doing what? Well, they start off by playing regionals. You probably had watched some of the regional action. And you have to have the regionals before you can determine who represents what region in the World Series. The Little League World Series. So that's what Hello? that's what's led up to it. Yeah. Hello. Why why are they playing that Little League World Series again? They are. Right. Well they do it. They, they were bored. They thought they were bored. They got tired of just playing games. They wanted to do it again. They do it every year. Yeah, but don't they do that? They do that during the summer. Right. Yeah, well, they, you know, they're well, probably a, they're it's probably the another. The stay tuned. They're probably another Little League World Series to play in That's a couple of weeks. No, no, no. This is it, and and I know it's that. the end of summer. That's why they're playing. I know that. This is summer. Okay, okay. They're playing right now. I'm yeah, playing okay. right now. I'm yeah. watching them right now. Okay. All you, right. Thank you. You bet. bet. Texas is playing North Carolina. No, North Dakota. 
Two to nothing, Texas. <laughs> well, those are close. North Dakota or North Carolina. They yeah, well, I can't read. <laughs> and on top of that, uh, the North Dakota. No, is that Texas? That's Texas. They're in the field right now. They have a left-handed catcher. What? Really? Yep. Left-handed catcher. Yeah. I guess at 12 and under, you can do that, huh? Well, why not? Wow. Well, why not? Because it's a awkward thing. <laughs> Because most hitters are right-handed, right? It's it's an odd throw to second base. It's an impossible throw to third base if somebody's trying to steal third. That's why it's awkward to have a left-handed catcher. I guess it'd be great for pickoffs at first. That'd be about it. Yeah, a little snap. You don't throw. see many of those. Well, anyway, the World Series is going on right now. In fact, they're running two different tournaments concurrently. You've got the World Little League World Series. And in, in fact, there was a team from Croatia, I think, that's in it. And then you've got the United States version of the World Series. So, that's what's happening right now. All right, Rick, you were talking right before the break. Well, yeah, because he called about Tony Gwynn. And Tony Gwynn was one of the real classy players in Major League Baseball. The, the problem with Tony Gwynn... He played his entire career in San Diego. That's not a problem for him. And they were only in one World Series. Now, he was in all-star games year after year after year. But I wonder how many people that were watching baseball in the 90s actually got to see him play. You know, there was much less uh, national TV uh, and the Padres. Again, they were only they were only in the World Series, what, in 98, 99? And uh, the Yankees swept them in the World Series. So uh, that was his only chance on that uh, on that. Kevin McReynolds was part of that team. Well, that was 84. So that, that, that team, I don't think Kevin was still with the Padres when they got to the World Series. But at any Did rate, he not play in the World Series? I thought he played in the World Series. Not with the Padres. He wouldn't have. He might have been with the Mets in 86 when they played in the World Series. But nonetheless, um, you know, Gwynn was just one of the great hitters of all time. And the, the really interesting thing is he, he became tight friends with Ted Williams. And those guys, uh, I think Bob Costas one time, uh, I wish I could, I wish maybe on YouTube you can find it, I don't know, did an interview with Gwynn and Ted Williams. And then Sports Illustrated did an article one time comparing the two and where they sat down and talked together and Ted Williams loved watching Tony Gwynn hit because Ted wrote a book called The Art of Hitting years ago and there are still people that read it today and utilize it uh, utilize a lot of the techniques about it and Williams thought Gwynn he didn't have power obviously he wasn't hitting the ball out of the ballpark but he could have but he didn't because he didn't want to sacrifice his batting average to do that, and so it, it, it was neat to it was always neat to see those two uh, whenever they were together. So that that's what Ty Cobb used to say. What that he sacrificed hitting the ball out of the park. Yeah, well, back when Ty Cobb was at his peak in the 1900s and teens, that wasn't fashionable. Right. And so uh, when Babe Ruth started hitting home runs. One day, he told a bunch of riders, he said, uh, he said, you think it's hard to hit a home run? It's not that hard. Here, I'll show you. And that day, he hit three, which I think is the only time he ever hit three. He also did it against the St. Louis Browns, who were terrible. So maybe that was part of it, too. But, he, but still, when you, when you say, I'm going to show you how to hit home runs, and he did, <clears throat> Ty Cobb also, if you've ever seen him hold a bat, his two hands were not together. And uh, I don't know anybody else that's ever, that ever was successful that hit like that. Because you usually think of either an interlocking grip or you think of, you know, one hand's right on top of the other. His were actually separated on the bat. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's, he had to be extremely strong to do that as well. Yep. All right, this from our Southern Structural Solutions bus text line. I don't know what this relates to. If you care to elaborate from... The 501 just says, please. I don't know what that means. So, nevertheless, we move on. Uh, this also from our uh, Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. JR says, tell Rick uh, 
Tony Gwynn was in two World Series versus Tigers in 1984 and the Yankees in the 90s. That's right. Okay. And and Kevin McReynolds was on the 84 team, but I think he got hurt and didn't play in that World Series. That is correct. And, of course, the Tigers beat the Padres and the Yankees beat the Padres. Very good. Thank you for that. Yeah, Tony Gwynn. Was a wasn't he a rookie the same year Cal Ripken was nineteen eighty two I think so, so that would have been early in his career. Ripken went to the World Series in eighty three and they won. It's the only one he ever played in. And so Gwynn got there in eighty two and eighty four went to the World Series, but he did get to one later. So good for him. I was thinking he had played in the World. Uh, 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 Kevin was with the Padres yeah, at the same was. time. He was, but he got hurt. But he got hurt, yeah. Yeah, that's right. By the way, here's here's one for you. I had a friend today I was talking to. <clears throat> we were talking about World Series rings. I didn't know this. Okay. Most teams, when they win the World Series, are very generous with their World Series rings. The Chicago Cubs, when they finally won in 2016, gave out over 1,000 World Series rings. But, wow. you know, that means they're giving them to their minor league affiliates. Now, only to their big league people do they give the most expensive rings. Like, I was told that, uh, say, if you're a Class A or something, you might get a ring, but it's not may not have your name on it. There, there may be not as many stones in it. Do you know what the, the best Chicago Cubs World Series rings cost? $42,000. Here's something I didn't know. So they give you this ring that's worth $42,000. You have to pay the taxes on it. The taxes were half the price of the ring. <clears throat> so you had to pay $21,000 in taxes to get one of these $42,000 were taxes rings. 50%? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> maybe because players are making that much so much money that they're they're in that tax bracket. Now, the, the, the fallback is your playoff share, and I'm told for that team, was $295,000. So that's just for the playoffs. That's not the regular season. Obviously, you could use you had to pay taxes on that, too, but you could use some of that to pay the taxes on your ring. But can you imagine that? You see these rings, and you think, wow. And you think, who could ever wear one of those things? Uh, they're, 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 they just make them as, you know gaudy as you possibly can but I never realized that 42,000 now I remember when the New England Patriots did their last the last championship ring that they won was what four or five years ago and evidently you know Robert Kraft spared no expense on that so I don't know what that one cost but probably more than that that's per ring but is that standard a gift oh, it probably is today. No, I'm I'm saying a gift. You get a gift. Yeah. That oh. you have to end up paying tax on it. Yeah, probably so because it was not a, a gift. You earned it. It's the the ring's not a gift. You earned it because you were part of that. Well, that would be really unfair to the minor leaguers. They yeah, don't have that right. kind. Even if the ring cost twenty thousand yeah. instead yeah, right. of maybe, forty thousand, maybe, maybe it was ten. But they're also in a lower tax bracket, too, so maybe they don't have to pay as much. Okay, well. Uh, that was an interesting story, I heard. Yeah, today. I know not wow. to worry about them either way, yeah. because most of them probably had the money that uh, they could pay right. for it easily. So, But like I say, that's, that's something I never really thought about. Hmm. I never thought about paying taxes on it, for sure. No. That would never cross my mind. All right, we'll come back and wrap it up. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue. From 67167, it's Billy and Bubba, the Freeway Boys. Hey, Bubba, what is that thing? That's one of them new traffic cameras that the Freeway Patrol just installed. Why, Bubba? Was we working too fast? I'm pretty sure that wasn't it. New Chevys are flying out of Guatney Chevrolet so fast, they had to install traffic cameras. And with 2023 Equinox, with rates as low as 1.9%, it's easy to see why. 2023 Silverado High Country, over $6,000 off. 
2023 Silverado RST. Over 9000 off. Billy, what are you doing? Taking a traffic cam selfie. I want Guatney in the background. Coming from Little Rock? Avoid the construction by taking the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. Right on Main. Then left on Bailey to our front door. 1301 TPY Drive. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. Buck number 24502-24664. River Valley Tractor, your leading Kubota dealer of Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor is closer than you think. A company that cares for you is right around the corner. RiverValleyTractor.com. With five great locations to better serve you, visit River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, or Pine Bluff today, or find them at RiverValleyTractor.com. Work smarter, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Double B's is a growing Arkansas company with 34 locations in our state. Small local businesses are the largest employers nationally and create two out of every three new jobs. Buying locally at Double B's means creating more opportunities for local residents to work in our communities. When dollars are spent locally, they are respent locally, paying more salaries and building the local tax base. You want to keep Arkansas thriving and unique? Support an Arkansas-owned business like Double B's, which helps define our community's self-image and creates Arkansas pride for Arkansans. Double B's is of Arkansas and for Arkansas. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. The temperatures are hot, but so are the deals as the summer sizzling sale continues at Motorsports Authority with two convenient locations on Central and Hot Springs and on East Main and Russellville. Now, Bill, if I've got a car to trade in, you're going to put top dollars in my trade, right? We're going to put top dollar on any trade that comes in, whether you push it in, pull it in, or blow it up and make it land on the lot. We're going to give as much money for it as we can. You can check out the amazing selection online at msastore.com. Y'all come see us. What are you waiting for? Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. It's gut check time. Drive Time Sports is back on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. I guess you can say the calm before the storm begins next week. That's when it really begins to make it feel like we are in game week mode. And that all begins next Friday night with high school football. We'll have our first Ortho Arkansas High School Football Scoreboard Show and our first Sonic Blast, which will be uh, at Robinson High School. And uh, then the next week, it's the real thing, at least for the Razorbacks and the uh, Razorback Nation. That's the week of Western Carolina. And that game will be in Little Rock. Don't forget, uh, we'll have our tailgate parties we always do it's not on the grounds anymore uh, in fact the last couple of years it's been uh, I guess you can say at the side or the back of uh, Double B's there at Fair Park and uh, Markham and uh, should be a great time I'm, I need to find out what time it actually starts uh, that's a 3 o'clock kickoff I would suspect Around 11 o'clock. Uh, I know, Rick, you go on the air. Uh, 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. So mm-hmm. there'll be a little bit of, of a gap there for those that want to uh, tailgate and go over. Have, have you found out where your broadcast position no, is going to be? No, I'm going to assume it's the same place it's always been there, but I, I I need to find that out. I'll find out over the weekend and let you know. Okay. I, have, I haven't been... Yeah, I was. I was there for the uh, announcement of the uh, touchdown club. I just didn't notice as you go up that little bitty hill uh, on the west side if that little stand was still there where y'all 
had done that forever and ever. I still can see James Dokes out there running wires and, <laughs> and plugging in microphones yeah. and so forth. We miss old James. Um, this from our uh, Asher Record Service Company live in feedback. Mitch in NWA. Question for Rick. Can he get on board that zero week is unbelievable? Yeah, because it shouldn't be believed. That's that's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got this from um, Saturday Down South. Arkansas football. Ten bold predictions for the Razorbacks in 2023. Number one, K.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders duel it out for the Heisman candidacy. I think AJ has okay. the upper hand in that one. Maybe. And and Arkansas needs to win. They got to win. Thank but you know, I, I think the, the it all comes down to this. Arkansas needs to beat Alabama and at worst be five and one. What would is that what it would be? Six and one when that game's over. <clears throat> I mean, we're not talking about to have a good year. We're talking about for KJ Jefferson to be considered for the Heisman. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That means they would have won two of the three previous games going into that stretch and then went at Alabama in a nationally televised game because if Arkansas went into that game 5-1, and you got to believe CBS would have it. And in a nationally televised game, K.J. Jefferson goes out and somehow lights up Alabama's defense and Arkansas wins. That is, the, in my opinion, the only chance that K.J. Jefferson has to be even considered one of the three or four guys they bring to New York City. It's the only chance he has. And, and finish, finish strong. strong. Yeah, and then after that game's over, now he's got the recognition. Right. Now you got to go out and do it every week after that, too. Yep. And you got to finish strong. Right. All right, number two. K.J. Jefferson shatters most Arkansas quarterback records. Well, that could happen. Here's what Jefferson needs to break many of the school records. 357 more career passing attempts. 158 more completions. One, that, that the 158 completions is probably more doable than the passing attempts when you start dividing by 12. Uh, 1,950 yards passing. That's doable, definitely. 17 touchdown passes. Doable. Five rushing touchdowns, most by quarterback, yeah, is 24. Doable. Yeah, definitely doable. He 1,148 total yards. Oh my gosh, definitely doable. And 11 total touchdowns. Definitely doable. We're talking about passing or running. Yeah. Is that all he needs? Is Tell me what the, like, how many yards does he need to, you're talking about to be the total offense career leader? Uh, 1,950 yards passing to be the all-time leading passer. No, a total offense. I uh, didn't have that one, just total. Oh. Well, I guess that's total yards. Yeah. That's 1,148 is what it says, total yards. That just almost doesn't seem That's total possible. offense, yeah. That doesn't seem right, does it? No. Uh, number three, Raheem Sanders becomes the second leading rusher in school history. That's very oh, doable. very doable, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that. Uh, you, you think about Alex Collins did have 3,000-yard seasons. So can Rocket pass him this year? I guess he could. Well, I don't know. Now that, now that I read further into it, the star tailback needs 1,683 yards to... second. Surpass Alex Collins. I don't know. That's, uh, he's not going to do that. I don't no. know that we're going to see that. No. And he's 2,659 yards away from yeah, DMAC school that record. Takes two years. Yeah, it takes two years. Uh, Arkansas has, on, number four, Arkansas has only had four players to go for 1,000 yards receiving. And they're saying the best guess for a single 1,000 yard receiver is Isaac. Tesla. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Okay. 
I think you could flip a coin on that one. We're hearing great things about him, but you know, is he the is he the only guy that could do that? Broden? Well, no, they didn't list any other. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go for Broden. Uh, Armstrong. Armstrong would be the other one that you'd think would be a possibility. But we'll see. <clears throat> I think Arkansas will be better if several receivers make somewhere between five and 800 than yeah, one guy makes. I agree. Thousand. I agree with that. All right, number five, ending a long losing streak. Needless to say, that's Alabama. Fifteen in a row. Number six, Arkansas pulls off the upset. That is against LSU in Baton Rouge. The defense, number seven. Now, this Saturday down south is believing in the changes that are that's going on with the Arkansas defense. He says, number seven, the defense pulls together to be a top 50 unit. I think so. Top 50? Yeah, I think so. You're talking about total defense, right? Yes, total defense. Yeah, I think that can happen. Number eight, Landon Jackson exceeds 12 sacks. Here's what's interesting. Drew Sanders finished with nine and a half. And not a single Razorback defender has recorded double-digit sacks in a season since Jake Beckett in 2010. So I'll say no on that one. I'm going to say yes. Somebody, somebody's going to do it at some point. Now I'm going to say yes, Landon Jackson does it. Uh, number nine, Arkansas wins nine regular season games plus a bowl. I'm going to say yes. And that has been one that we have talked about and talked about and talked about. Yep. And number 10, it's been a long decade since Arkansas has won 10 games in a season. 2011 was the highest the program has had during the modern era of college football. 10 win regular season. That'd be tough. That's going to be. That's going to be tough. Yeah. You know, it's interesting if you if you put the over under at nine and a half. That <laughs> that's saying you win nine or ten. Now, <clears throat> you know, to quote Trey Biddy, we could be off or out of our minds thinking Arkansas <laughs> is going to win nine. But I also think it's it's a realistic thought. It all depends upon that one little stretch. Yeah. How they come out of that four-game stretch is going to determine whether it is 10 or not. All right, that is it for tonight. Have a great weekend. Buzz Animal Cruelty, spay and neuter your pet. For Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. So long, everybody. This is your official sports and entertainment station, Central Arkansas. We are 103.7 The Buzz, KABZ Little Rock. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone. So it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right.